the, is it morning yet, deal. How about now? Or now? Because morning time is McDonald's breakfast time. And that's the best time of all the times. Get any sized iced coffee for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. And sweeten the deal when you pair it with a baked apple or pumpkin and creme pie. After all, why wait to treat yourself? Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. See, to live is to suffer. But to survive, well, that's to find meaning in the suffering. Hey, yo, I'm slipping. I'm falling. I can't get up. Hey, yo, I'm slipping. I'm falling. I can't get up. Hey, yo, I'm slipping. I'm falling. I got to get up. Get back on my feet so I can test it. Hey, yo, I'm slipping. I'm falling. What's going on, everybody? Today we're uh, we're gonna be saying goodbye to a legend, a, uh, a rap legend, uh, a king in his own right, DMX, um, who passed away just a couple of days ago. Um, it, it's tough, man. It's tough to be able to to do this, but I hope that he's you know at peace now. I know addiction is a a big issue, and was a, was a big issue for him in his life. Um, and I'm glad that he's finally at peace with himself. Um, and I hope that he rests in peace. I hope I hope that you know, he, he, essentially, I hope that his family is okay. I hope that you know my my thoughts and prayers are with them. And at the same time, in terms of like cultural impact and, and impact that he had on the rap world and and just music in general, like DMX was the first, uh, if not maybe like the first or second rap star. Like he was an absolute superstar uh, when he dropped like, you know, uh, Flesh of My Flesh. And, and, you know, I think he dropped two albums in one year and both went triple platinum or like diamond or something like that just because of the singles on there um so so dmx was a rap star one of the very first rap stars and um and man he was global man he was global he was absolutely global um and he was a poet man i was i've been listening to a lot of his week uh music this weekend and just going through the way that he would dissect verses and and you know rhythm patterns and like chopping it up in a way that was unorthodox for the time, but he was way ahead of the curve in terms of the way he delivered his verses, where it would be like, you know, it would be on a slow beat, but he would be doing triplets. And you're like, wow, this is incredible because it, it doesn't make yeah. sense to you at first, but it works because of how good he was at it. So um, I just think he was a pioneer. He was revolutionary in the way that he did things and he will be missed. Like he, he um, I, I saw that clip of him on, um, on, on a podcast. I forgot what podcast it was. I think it might've been um, drink, drink champs. champs. Yeah. Drink champs. Yeah. It might've been drink champs where he, yeah. he, he, he was talking about like how if him and 50 cent had a baby, it would be pop smoke. Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, man, I, that, I mean, that's hella true. Like he's got the girl, you know, well, he said 50 has to be the wife though. <laughs> he's got to be giving out, delivering the baby though. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, oh, I just thought that was cool, man. And um you know, I, I've been seeing a bunch of clips because usually that's what happens when when a celebrity passes. People start sharing their clips around and things like that. And, um, you know, there was one where he's like, you know, if I die, uh, I I know that right now I'm I'm at peace. So, again, I just I, I'm, I'm glad that he's finally at peace. So that's my that's my two cents on DMX, man. Yeah, uh, I couldn't agree anymore, man. It's just 
it's been difficult the past like week or even a little bit more than that. I mean, this is now what two back-to-back -back pods that we have to, you know, address the the legacy of, of DMX, man. But it's it's been difficult for the for the past few days, you know. Uh, it's been you know bitter bittersweet, you know, just remembering like all he's been here for, all the great music he's given us, and stuff like that, and then just diving back into interviews where you know he's been dealing with like depression and like drugs and like jail and stuff like that and just like reaching out to like you know christ and like the christian faith and stuff like that even talking to um lecrae and those guys as well too man just getting getting feedback and stuff like that through through everything he's been through man and in regards of his music if you want to talk about uh a textbook example of hearing pain in somebody's bars and in their music, it's that that's probably the best definition I can give you. Because every song that I hear, it's just like you can hear the pain, you can you can hear the passion, you can hear everything inside of it, man. Yeah. And it, it, it's sad to, to to see this man, but hey man. It was all dogs go to heaven. You know, it, it was authentic right. to itself. Like his music was truly authentic. Um, and you could hear it. You could hear the authenticity in his music. So yeah, I yeah. agree. You're right. All dogs yeah. go to heaven, man. And as a little on a little bit of a you know a little bit somber as well too. I see like um publications and like people like tweeting out or like posting like yo be careful of these uh certain publications that are just trying to do it for like the likes engagement trying to be first to the news. We get understand we understand that, but you have to understand when you have like a lot of like a big platforms, people go to you exactly for the news. Like people will never ever get a chance to hear it. So rather than not go get the news at all. If your peers are posting the same thing, you're going to post it as well, too. So I understand where that part is coming from, where like people are like going quickly for likes and engagement. But it's not all about that. People come to us and to certain other pages for their weekly consumption of hip-hop news and stuff like that. So take that with a grain of salt as well, too. Like, I see people going back and forth on it. And look, you're arguing over what? A 10, 12, 14-hour difference? Was that really worth it? Is that really worth all of that instead of remembering him and going, you know, just giving him his flowers while he was still here and maybe when he was gone? Like that time difference at eight to 12, 14 hours, really worth all the all the trouble you're storming up on the Internet. You know, like I don't really understand about that. So, well, I mean, to kind of push back on that, I guess you could say the same thing for the other side of that argument. Right. Like is is a 13, 14 hour window of you posting it before someone else that much worth it? for you to share potentially incorrect information. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if it's, if it's valid and everybody's within that, that circle or within, within the internet sphere is putting it out. I understand that. And maybe to push back. Okay. But I don't feel like the need to be attacking a person or attacking a media company. If you know, they have genuine type of stuff like that. Like there's no point on attacking them. Let all be appreciative. I saw people, go on ig live artists and stuff like that when the first news came out and it didn't happen to be true and they were doing live sets all the way until he it actually became true and people were just like yo this is not true this is not true but the fact that by the time their live set was finished it was actually like true it's just i don't know man internet can be a, a sick place place people to be sometimes should, uh, man it can be a very sick place to be man yeah man yeah people I, I, love to more attack than you know be supportive during during a healing healing process or celebratory during 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 the celebrate celebration of his life man yeah but yeah but i mean you can understand right like you can I understand both sides yeah i understand both sides but i, I definitely have to give pushback for the other side because i want them to also see the other side like hello come out see from other people's perspective as well too like just because you get like five likes and stuff like that and like zero stuff like that engagement you got to think about bigger platforms and stuff like that and what that impact actually means
and that goes both ways as well too so yeah that's fair that's fair i i, I can see what you mean i mean at the end of the day i think i think these this whole wave to like chase after the news is is a little bit um I mean, it's always been there, to be honest with you. Whoever's first to the news is is just going to be first in the news. Like, that's just how society works. Even when it was freaking newspapers and radio stations, it was always about who was first because that's that's what got you the numbers, right? And I, I think that's carried over to social media. What the What's difficult about social media, though, is that it's so much easier to spread misinformation. Um, so, I mean, I think it was, it was one of DMX's good friends who accidentally thought that he had passed and posted it on an IG story. And then this, uh, this publication took it and ran with it. And then everybody else started to run with it. And, um, you know, eventually it turned out that they were right, but I think it's like the family wanted to do it on their own terms. You know what I mean? I I just think that's something that we should have potentially respected. Like now I kind of understand why, um, MF doom and his family announced their death, maybe like a year Uh, not a year, sorry, like three months after the fact, because they probably wanted to do it on their own terms, you know? So, so that's the, I guess that's my little tidbit to this whole thing, but I understand where, you know, the media companies come from as well, because they just want to be able to get this news out first. I get it. Yeah, for sure, man. Let bygones be bygones during the situation. No matter where you go on, on that side, it's just sickening having people going back and forth. No matter which side you're on, if you're saying media this or, you know, publication, still, why why argue back and forth on Twitter? You guys are still missing the bigger picture at the end of the day, man. So that whole internet stuff is, is still kind of sickening to me. But um, let's, uh, let's uh, I don't know how, on, on, you know, better know. Let, let's uh, play, play one of your, your favorite DMX songs right now. All right, but I got you. Yeah, that's some bullshit, bro. I see people attacking like the whole me like rap marathon, straight out of six, even like some other publications as well. It's like even like proper, proper like Toronto like publications or even like American ones as well too. It's like fam, what are you doing right now? Yeah, yeah there's, a lot of, there's a lot of that. Hmm? Yeah, there's a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You see SNL recently, they were um, you know, giving the flowers to DMX and then we also had uh, Kid Cudi perform as well too. You see him wearing that um that uh dress or what what are your thoughts on that, man? Um, man, I, I think there's like there's there's two sides to it. There's one side where it's like, you know, hey, he's he's like hella secure with his own masculinity, obviously, and he's cool with it. Like you have to be very, very secure with yourself to be able to be rocking a dress and whatnot. And I think it was a off-white dress, if I'm not mistaken, right? There was there was like he was promoting some type of brand with it too. So uh-huh. I, I I guess I guess there's two sides to that. The other side is obviously the fact that like, you know, and I'm sure you can speak on this a lot too. You um we've we've seen a lot of uh demascula- demasculization, is that the right word? I think demasculization. Something like that, yeah. Something along the uh, demasculization of a of of black men. And um, you know, it's it's something that we've seen in hip hop, it's something that we've seen in the rap community, something that we've seen in TV shows, movies, and whatnot. Uh I'd I'd rather have you speak your thoughts on that than me, because you know, as a black man yourself, I would like I would like to know what you think. <laughs> like, well, uh, now everybody in the pause could know I'm black, man. Jeez, thanks for you know, <laughs> taking the cat out the bag or the bag out the cat or you know the other way around. <laughs> Yeah, man. Well, I guess I'll speak to it. Um, I don't know, man. I think it's just too much of a co- coincidence. Always, always have it happen to happen with like 
entertainers and always has to be like on these certain platforms. I understand you're like super comfortable with like your masculinity and like who who are who you are and, and you feel comfortable and stuff like that. But I don't know. It's just like one one off one every now and then it's like okay, it's iffy. But like nine, ten, twelve, fifteen times in a row, like I understand. I used to be on the other argument. I used to be like, you know what? It's fine. What about Mrs. Doubtfire? My guy was wearing a dress. Nobody compared about that. He's he's a white male. That movie did so well. You know what I mean? Um, so I was completely on the on the other side. I saw the other side, but like now nah, I just think it's a little bit too much of coincidence. And um, I was watching uh, who's that? You know that comedian who does like a lot of impressions? It was uh, Jay Farrow? What is uh, his name is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he was on his uh, TV show. I forgot what it was called. It was on HBO uh, for like one season before it got canceled or something like that. But the him and Jamie Foxx are talking about it in like the dressing room and like how it should be like no biggie and stuff like that. So I don't know where, where people really lie in it, but for me, I feel like it's just a little bit too much now or just too too consistent. I'm just seeing it too frequently, especially for like, you know, entertainers or for like your black entertainers that you really idolize, you know? That's that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could see it from that point of view. I mean, look, I, like I don't, I don't know if it necessarily hurts anybody, but I think in the long run, maybe there is like a, a image type of effect that happens, and and you know something that subconsciously happens for viewers. Maybe I don't know. Um, but but uh, did you did you end up watching the rest of SNL with Kid Cudi? Uh, no, I actually didn't really watch uh, the episode of um, SNL. Listen, man, I stopped watching SNL after after um, the whole the whole uh, Trump thing and the whole Joe Biden thing because I'm like, yo, after Jim Carrey's gone, after the first four episodes, you could tell me it wasn't it wasn't funny anymore. I think that's the only time I've seen you watch SNL when Jim Carrey was on it at the very beginning of that season, and they had Bill Burr come in, and you know they had like really good comedians come in, Dave Chappelle and stuff like that. But ever since yeah. then, I haven't really watched it. Yeah, I think the last one I watched was the Bill Burr one and the uh, and the Dave Chappelle one. I haven't really caught up on any of the other ones, to be honest with you. They have fallen off quite a bit, to be honest. Uh, the jokes just don't hit anymore, especially with it. Just it just I don't know, man. SNL has kind of yeah. run its course, maybe as a as a thing, but. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, what, what I think it's got uh, got a little bit too too PC, like we talked about. Ooh, what a throwback! You guys remember this months and months ago? Uh, we talked about whole SNL and of comedy still funny and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, you look at their catalog, and, like all the greats and like all the like legendary comedians that came from it, and like you kind of look at like you know the roster right now. It's just yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe the tones are a little bit different. Also, comedy is comedy is very different now. Like you see like comedy in like TikToks, you see comedy in like Instagram videos, you see comedy. Yeah. And that's very different comedy, like social media, at least that's very different comedy compared to what you see on SNL. And it just it just doesn't hit the same. This generation isn't built for that type of comedy. So, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of social media, you know, what the greatest uh, video IG video I've seen of 2021 so far. What? Paul Pierce door. <laughs> oh, caught in 4K, my guy, living his life, living oh, yeah. his life. Yeah, man. As a sports person, what are your what are your thoughts about that, man? Firing, uh, yay, nay, okay. Uh, the, the the firing itself, I saw it coming because you know, at the end of the day, like you were talking about it in this in this PC culture that we live in, like for something like that, you're end up, you're gonna end up getting fired, especially mm-hmm. when you're caught in 4K when you're doing it in video. Like that's gonna inevitably happen. Um, I I mean, in terms of like in terms of what he did. I think it was more so of a perception thing from ESPN. Like they, they obviously had to let him go just because of the way it was perceived. 
I, do I think Paul Pierce is tripping about this? And do I think he's he's going to be worried about losing his job at ESPN? No, the man is Paul Pierce. He has millions in the bank account. He could care less about what happens to him as an analyst. He pro- he'll probably start his own podcast and it'll get more views than what he does already. So it, he'll be perfectly fine. It doesn't matter um, in the grand scheme of things. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah. Biggest comeback of all time, nigga. You witnessing the biggest comeback of all time, nigga, in real time, nigga, right in front of your face, nigga. Yo, look at all the niggas that ain't did my challenge yet, hating on me. Look at all the niggas trying to copy me and do TikToks now. Look at all the niggas trying to do TikToks now. Y'all weren't doing this shit two weeks ago. Y'all weren't doing this shit last month. But all, all of a sudden, the last couple of days, all the rappers want to do TikToks now. After Soldier, after Soldier Boy went number one. But y'all niggas ain't post my song, though. But get what? I don't need y'all. Because I still went number one. Hating ass niggas. Soldier Boy, tell him. People got to give us flowers, man. People got to give us flowers. He might be going a little bit too far with the babe. And I understand that. But everything else beside that is 100% facts. Is that fact or fiction? The TikTok stuff is facts. All that is facts. All that is facts. And, you know, trash talking Tory Lanes, hell, that's even better. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'll take that any day of the week. I'm good with that. You got, you, you're on my good side if you're going to go ahead and trash that, man. So I agree. Um, man, I, I think the TikTok thing is actually the craziest thing to think about because, yo, even from the beginning, from the get-go, from like uh, Crank That, right? From Crank yeah. he created the TikTok dance, which was- Yeah, ringtone rap, man. That ringtone rap man, don't drop yeah. the mic now. Don't do it to him. <laughs> the, the ringtone rap man is actually a perfect example for it. He made that man. He made that entire lane. And like now, as as he said in the video, people want to be doing TikToks. You know, uh, I didn't even know. I'm looking at the numbers. I don't know. He's the second most right now for for um, TikTok videos. I'm from the list that I'm seeing right here. Kevin McCloy, uh, 6.7 million videos. Lil Nas X, 1.2 uh, K videos. And then him at almost at a million. Like, I don't know. That's a lot. That's Did crazy. you know Social Boy was doing, like, people doing Social Boy videos that many on the app? I don't have that. Not even remotely. Not even. But that's a lot of videos, man. That's a lot of videos. And <laughs> it's, it's, it's actually so interesting to me how Soldier Boy has found a way to keep himself relevant for the past 15 years. Uh, and not drop that much move music like he really hasn't dropped a crazy amount of music, but he still found a way to keep himself relevant. And uh, he is the king of this whole Internet game. All that, you know, you know, from six, nine to that whole era of SoundCloud rappers to everything people do in terms of promoting their albums, whether it be like publicity stunts sure. and things. And all that stuff. Out, yeah. yeah. Soldier Boy is like the pioneer of that type of stuff. Uh, so it just goes to show you how big his impact is. Would you say that Soldier Boy is like one of the most impactful rappers ever? Oh, for sure. He's definitely like people want to sleep on him, but he's definitely one of the most impactful rappers. He used to get like like in serious trouble for some of that. People are like, yo, why is he walking off the camera? And just the amount of people that, like, he's put on and stuff like that, like, you know what I mean? Like, and people that he's been with, like, with, either with, like, really, like, Chicago drill artists or, you know, with the Migos, with Drake, 
There's just some, there's always like, he's always there for some reason. There's always a, a line or a lineage that connects Soldier Boy somehow. You know what I mean? It's just like, okay, I don't understand. How did he get here, bro? Like, what? Okay. He knows his stuff, man. But, um, he knows his stuff. And he went through, he went through a lot, man. He, he you know, Soldier Boy, rock, cross where we can walk, man. Honestly, I'm not even surprised, yo. I'm, I'm pretty sure he created the Earth, too, man. You know, he started that, too. Honestly, he started a little about everything. Like, I don't know, man, but. Dude, he definitely deserves the credit, man. Definitely deserves the credit. All the accolades. Vape, that's a little bit too far. I'm not gonna lie. Vape was a little bit too far. I do remember Wayne and Drill Santana and them guys doing the vape. I do remember Vape becoming a real big thing because of Wayne, not because of Soldier Boy. I think that is probably too far. I really remember when Wayne was wearing the Bape stuff, the Bape hoodie, uh, and everybody loved that hoodie. Everybody was dying for that dinosaur babe hoodie that everybody was obsessed with. I'm sure you guys remember it. If you were in yes. high school, we were in high school for that era. So we remember the Bape era where everybody wanted Bape. Every oh single person yes. wanted Bape. I was never a big Bape guy, but I know that it was because of Wayne that a lot of people rocked it. So um, I, I, I say Big Sean. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I thought you were going to say Big Sean because he loves his Bape and Nate. No, 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 no. Doesn't look like feathers of the baby neck. I see it like. Oh. Yo, what happened to Sean, man? Yo, you rather like that. <laughs> well, we're gonna, we gonna just get into our Sean bag like that. Yo, what happened to Big Sean, man? Come yo, on. Yo, he had to catch a stray, man. He had to catch a stray, yo. You just go down memory lane, you're like, man, yo, what happened, yo? It's like watching an NBA player try to do a move past their prime and their knees snap. Big Sean had like a. No, nah, not like a Tyreek Evans. That's mean. Big Sean was like uh, Big, Sean, Big Sean was like Gilbert Arenas. You know, he had a yeah. really good stretch. Really, yeah. The both like to bring the the guns to work. Him to the studio, him to the to the studio. <laughs> All star type couple of years, and then you know he got that max contract, and he fumbled the bag like that. That's that's Gilbert for you, man. That's Gilbert Arenas. Oh my gosh, man. But yo, Soldier Boy definitely deserves his credit, man. Absolutely, definitely move, a lot man. more than Big Sean deserves his credit. Let me tell you, <laughs> right? Dude, imagine if Crank that was on TikTok, jeez, dude, it'd be ridiculous. That'd be the number one dude. The day that no, because I know it's gonna happen at some point. The day people on TikTok rediscover Crank That and make a whole new so dance to a song that already has a dance to it, I'm going to stop. Yeah, I'm going to – no, because, no, bro, like there's some songs that it's like, bro, they already have a dance to that. You don't have to make a dance to this song. They already have a dance to it. I, I just think uh, once it gets to that point with Soldier Boy, I know I'm going to be done. I'm going to be done. Maybe done? And honestly, I, I might I might get TikTok at that point because it's gonna be a great sc scroll down memory lane, and I won't I won't mind it, man. I won't mind it. I won't mind it. Not at all. Quick question for you. Quick answer. Kim K, billionaire. So, oh. of course she was. Of course she was gonna be a millionaire. A uh, billionaire. Her 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 husband or ex husband, I should say, um, just became a billionaire a couple of years ago. I'm surprised she wasn't a billionaire before the man. <laughs> um. So yeah, I, yeah, I, I I'm not surprised whatsoever. Hey, look, if Kylie Jenner could do it, Kim Kardashian pros probably wasn't a long ways away from doing it either. So yeah, whatever. At the end of the day, they're just the amount of generational wealth that family has is unbelievable. It's ridiculous. But that's another story for another day. How they've just 
You know, we talked about how Soldier Boy has been able to keep himself relevant. How about the oh. Kardashians and how they've been able to keep themselves relevant through just right. marrying people that are bigger? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we do that for generations, man. For generations, bro. Just marrying so people Rob, that are Rob is getting bear shout outs still. Like, even Rob still gets bear shout outs, too. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> My oh homie on trial. Let me call Rob Kardashian. Shout out, shout out, uh, Rick Ross, man. Rick Ross brought up that bar. Mm-hmm. You're on and on, man. I don't. Yeah, but shout out, shout out, shout out, Soldier Boy. Uh, I guess, I guess, shout out Kim K as well for becoming a billionaire. <laughs> um, and yeah, I'm going through Twitter. Someone said, "Yo, that's Kanye's money, b." <laughs> It no, was no. was it like uh, you wasn't with me shooting in the gym. It was like you wasn't with him recorded in the stew. <laughs> that's, I don't know why I, I said it like that, but that's the voice I imagined him saying it. Like it was just automatically Rick Ross who said that from his Twitter account. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, right, cool. I'm just jumping to some music now. You listen to two songs, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can I can chop up my van. Listen, I was gone for a little bit, guys. I'm recording from old school car, man. Listen, we might just change the pod to call it pod car or car pod. Imagine, uh, imagine, yeah. So, quick story time. Uh, you know, when we used to record music and whatnot, uh, Nat used to have the good kid Mad City van. You know, I'm talking about if you know, you know, you know, you got got the good kid Mad City caravan, and we used to post up with like four or five people in that minivan with a mic and you would just record music there. It was crazy. It was fun. It was a lot of fun to do. Took all the seats out that car, man. Literally out the van. It was just the front two seats, man, the passenger seat. Everything else, you could sleep back there, studio back there. You could chill back there. It's perfect, man. And the windows were tinted. It, yeah. it was a... Uh, it was a good. It was a good time to be to be rolling around. Uh, real quick, real reason. quick, because uh, because I was b- before before you got disconnected uh, from your AOL internet. I was I was asking, <laughs> um, what do you think of the Paul Pierce situation yourself? Because I, I I gave my think piece, but what do you think about your the Paul Pierce situation yourself? Oh man, I think it's like oh, as soon as I saw it, I'm like yo, he done fucked up now. Like even though weed is legal where where he's at, drinking's fine, you know all of that. It's just the dynamics of it you know what i mean to actually just go on, on to live and actually do it yeah man i, kn- I knew he was gonna get fired but um hey he says he's, he says he's on to bigger and better things man fall down three times get up four i don't know how the math works on that but cool paul man but uh people gotta stop trashing him as well too man like i feel people just like don't give him the respect that he deserves man that, that's paul pierce my guy how many people you know get stabbed up, bro, and still finish the same season and go to a club on Xenon? You know how ruthless and how <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I'm the man. Tell me what to go to a club on Xenon night, man. You've heard the stories before. There's a lot of hardcore rappers, man, that don't go to the club on Xeno night. They make an excuse. They got to go see their girl. They got to go watch their kids. They got to go take their mom somewhere. Any excuse to just not go on Xeno night. And Paul Pierce went and did his thing, man. So uh, <laughs> rap meets hip-hop. Hip-hop meets rap. Or sorry, rap meets ball. Ball meets rap. There's the answer for um, who pierced Paul, man. There you have it. Who pierced Paul, man. I like it. Like I they like said, it. man. <laughs> Benzino. You know that's gonna be. You know that's gonna be a documentary at some point in time, right? Who Pierce Paul? 
That's wild, bro. If you have Benzino and Paul Pierce sit down for a documentary on Netflix talking about the situation, I mean, I wouldn't put it past me, but like, hey, you never know. You never know. Um, before we get off this whole this whole um, basketball thing, I want to talk about like for you because you're you're into like um, journalism and stuff like that and like all that sports thing. I dabble. I dabble here. You dabble, right? You dabble. Right? Well, you you might want to do like the whole anchor thing. That might might be a pathway. Um. No, 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 no. I'm trying to be a late night show host. I'm putting this out there in the universe. I would like to do a late night show host about mm-hmm. sports. It'd be exactly like them Jimmy Kimmel's, Jimmy Fallon's, whatever, but it'd be yeah. live at sports events. So I'll let mm-hmm. you know if you ever want to get that opportunity done, son. Come on. Okay, so what would, what would the name be called? Uh, I don't know. We'll figure that out later. Okay. <laughs> working title, working title, working title. Uh, but yeah, I just want, I find it interesting that like that lane is completely gone now. It's just literally celebrities now doing whether it be like sitting down with like athletes or sitting down with like, you know, other people, like certain other celebrities and stuff like that. Like, I feel like the whole job opportunity for the person coming up who just went to school and did that is completely, completely gone. And maybe I'm just being a little bit biased and I love comment, but like, I don't understand if Serena Williams is doing an interview, why is she sitting down with Common? Or if like, you know, Rafael Nadal is doing an interview, why is he sitting down with Billie Eilish? Like, why are they not sitting down with people who are actually in the field and actually, you know, go to school and actually do those type of things? That's my only question. I kind of feel bad for yeah. those people. Yeah, no, that's a fair question. I, I will say, though, I think when like uh, when athletes interview athletes, like Kevin Durant has a really cool podcast. Obviously, we know the All the Smoke podcast. Like, they did a lot of cool stuff, too. Um, like, I think that benefits the culture and the content of sports media in general. I really do think there's an avenue for that, especially with former athletes interviewing current athletes, because you get a different perspective. It's That's 100% true. I think in terms of, like, you know, they're taking away opportunities from other people. I think it was kind of always like this. Um, it's just changed a little bit because of social media where you need to build your own audience uh, on social media. And, you know, that's something that I strive to do as well. But uh, I, I, I think it's a little bit different because you have to kind of create your own brand now. Uh, and, and through that avenue, you can pursue your career. It's difficult. It's hard to do. But it's it's the way that the cookie crumbles nowadays, so to speak. You know what I mean? Mm, the way the cookie crumbles, eh? Yeah. Okay, I see. I see. Listen, man, look, look. One of my favorite quotes of all time from The Wire is, the game is there. It's either play or be played. So you got to be able to play this game. And at the end of the day, that applies to pretty much every job. Like, you know? Hmm. What would you rather be? Underrated? <laughs> no. You messed up the bar. You messed up the bar. <laughs> what, what, tell me. Tell me. Finish the bar. Then. Finish the bar then. Uh, more victories is for minor league coaches. He told you he did it. Cockroaches. That's the end of the bar. But the start of the bar is what would you rather be? Uh, overpaid and underrated? Something like that. I was overpaid or underrated. I don't know, man. I don't know. Fuck it, man. Whatever. Listen, it's a no good podcast. Sometimes we mess up these uh, good, good bars. <laughs> for us, man. But since we're talking about pods, let's get a little bit of pod talk. Pod talk. A little JB, JBP update, man. JBP update. So the boys ain't back, my guy. Yeah. <laughs> they uh, got, he got some replacement people on the pod. Uh, some people who've been there before. 
uh, Joe brought his son on the pod now, like another host, you know what I mean? Um, the dynamics kind of shift a bit, you know, it's kind of like an old, old man barbershop talk now compared to before. But um, that's I, weird. Times have changed. Can I say something about that? I I will say it kind of feels like no pod is safe. And I'm not saying this because, you know, me and me and Nate are going to break up three years from now. What are you trying to tell me, bro? Start our own own bands, you know, my band, my band, my band, you know, that's not going to happen yet. But but. I just, I actually think like no pod is safe. I know the name of my pod. <laughs> <laughs> no pod is safe, man. No pod is safe. Like, like, how did out of all podcasts, the Joe Budden podcast breaks up when those guys were like, they at least they seemed like they were boys. You know what I mean? You know why they broke up? Because a very important decision. Yeah, ass. Okay, tomorrow I'm gonna call the podcast and the Faneuil Thompson podcast. I right? yeah, from now on, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, sure, why not, man? That's funny. Still wanna build a build a brand together, even though my name slapped all over it. Yeah, for sure, man. I work together. <laughs> so I don't know, man. I find it super hilarious, man. And I love that, you know, Drake is so in tune with the culture and he's so in tune with this as well, too, because even he's been cracking jokes. He's like, yo, where's Rory and Mola, man? Everyone knows, like, you know, Rory and Drake, they have, like, a little beef, you know, little jabs here and there going back and forth. So let me just pull up what uh, Drake left in uh, Joe Budden's comments about God. He's like, I mean, I saw Rory sipping a Sauvignon Blanc tonight and he made a toast. But everyone else was engaged in conversation for like 17 good seconds. So you're just hanging with a glass in the air mm-hmm. before they clued in. I don't know if that's an update. <laughs> the subtle things. I can just picture Rory like at, at a nice gathering with his glass trying to make a toast and then everyone just having side conversations. 17 seconds is a long time to wait, man, in silence when you're trying to give a toast. That's like eternity. That is, that feels like, uh, that must feel like five minutes. You know what I mean? Imagine trying to toast at your daughter's wedding and you got to wait 17 seconds. That's crazy. That's, that's wild. Bro. No, but to be fair, you know what's crazy? I, I was in those movies when they do the toasts. It always feels way too perfect. Hey, everybody, could I have a toast? And everybody automatically listens? You crazy? That's yeah. just not possible. Over some loud music too? No way, bro. That's unrealistic. I'm just putting it out there, bro. That doesn't make any sense. Right? It's, it's it's like worse than trying to get a bunch of, like, children at camp to, like, you know, be quiet to get in line for, like, five seconds. It's a lot worse than adults in conversations, man. Good luck, man. Good luck with that. But uh, I hope the guys do come back, man. The new people on the pod, like, ah, it's whatever. I don't really listen that much anymore. Uh, but bring back Rory and bring back Mo. And, uh, yeah, yo. Drake stays with the funny shots. How about he drops his album, bro? Before we go, get off this topic, what are we in April now? What is the first first quarter's done now? Or just about done? More or less? Yeah, first quarter's just about done. Mm-hmm. Where has anybody dropped? Not a single pop star, rap star has really dropped. Hey, hey, speak for yourself. Polo G dropped pop star. <laughs> mm, okay, okay. Okay, I see that. You you got uh, you got you got Justin Bieber over there, you know, mm, dropping that MLK infused album, bro. That's real sick. Good tunes, good tunes. You listen to the album? Uh no, I don't think so. 
<laughs> You're the one who brought up the, the talk about it. Like, hey, this is the Justin Bieber MLK intro or whatever that shit is. Oh, 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 oh. No, 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 no. Oh, I miss, I, I misheard you. I misheard you. Yeah, yeah, yes. I have heard the Justin Bieber album. What do you think of the album, by the way? Oh, man. I don't know, man. I don't know. It looked a little bit pandering to me, man. I like Justin Bieber, man. But sometimes I just, I just harken back to him um, harmonizing nigger. And just singing that over and over again. It's like, hmm, I don't know. I mean, this man makes some good music, but at the same time, I don't know, you know. And then the whole MLK at the beginning, I don't know. I know we're supposed to, you know, redemption and give people second chances and shit, but like, I don't know. That. <laughs> I'm not even gonna insert that clip here because that is a way, no, way. No, no, no. I know it's no no good podcast, but I'm not trying to get the cancel cancel podcast going yeah, on. Look, I, but do I, your own I, Googles and do your own searches. <laughs> it's it's, uh, uh, it's, it's a pretty wild 180 that Justin Bieber has made throughout his career, like from from going to like being absolutely hated and and like doing the whole like. What would you rather be, the most hated or oh, underrated? We don't even really, really <laughs> know the bar. That's gonna be the title of this episode. Um, <laughs> nah, but like. It's it is interesting that um that Bieber went from this like boy band type of guy. You know, I mean, obviously he wasn't in a boy band, but you know what I mean, like the boy kid wonder type of thing who was absolutely hated to do <laughs> to do like a full one eighty and do like this R and B pop style type version of him. Yeah, man, he used to be chilling with a little twist, bro. Why is he and be all that type of days? You forget about the, the ruthlessness, peeing on the Argentina flag and all of that. A lot of those things get swept under the rug, man. So if you can have a comeback, I feel like anybody can, you know, make a decent comeback, man, because a lot of you forget about that. The Argentina thing, it just came off the top. I just totally came out the Rolodex <laughs> as I was going through his YMCMB days. I'm like, oh, yeah, how come nobody remembers that? Then again, he was a kid. He's young. He's young. He's get thrown into fame. You know, I get it. I kind of get it. I don't know. You won't catch me listening to the album 12 times on repeat. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Peaches is a good song, though. Peaches is a good song. Yeah, that's the only reason why. Yeah, I just want to know exactly where these locations are. So I can get (laughs) Like, where north. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, man. But um, what have you been um, watching on TV? Man, um, I got a chance to watch I Care a lot with Rosamund Pike and uh, Peter Dinklage. That was a really funny movie on Amazon Prime, I believe. I think some places it's on Netflix, but yeah, anyways, it's a good movie. Uh, that was funny. I've been watching Orphan Black, which is like an older TV show, and I think I brought it up in the past on here. Um, just yeah. catching up, trying to catch up on it. Really good show. Uh, the actor, uh, sorry, the actress that is the lead in that. She's also going to be She-Hulk in the Marvel Universe. So I'm very excited for her to do it. She's a crazy actress. The, the amount of roles that she does and different characters that she does in this show, I can see why they casted her as She-Hulk. Like, she's a phenomenal actress. And she's Canadian. So shout out to her. Um, yeah, yeah. It's funny, man. I was actually watching the show. I was watching Orphan Black. And um, I, I was one guy that had had attended my acting studio was in the show and i'm like oh say word i know this guy i hear really? i hear yeah because they do like a they do a promotional video before every class where like former alumni is like i promise you the alza method can work you should sign up right and and, yeah. and he's always the last guy and i'm i always i've like memorized his script by now where it's like yeah. i promise you, the alza method works ladies and gentlemen and i see him on the show and i'm like yo that's crazy that's so crazy to me yeah so 
So it does work. So it does work, apparently. You know? Okay. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. How I've about you? What are you watching? You already know what I've been watching. Invincible, you know? Mm-hmm. Heavy on heavy on that. Heavy on that. Uh started watching the Sopranos. Um, that's cool, you know. It's cool for what it is, you know, at the time. It's a really mm-hmm. good show. I can see why people put it as one of the best because, like, coming during that time, it set the framework for all different type of shows and stuff like that, you know what I mean? But, like, the premise is, is, is really simple. Introduce two bad people in the first season, and then they die off. The second season, they introduce two new people around the first few episodes, and then they die off. I'm yeah. on season three now, and they introduce one new person, so it's either somebody reoccurs is going to die. But it's always... You know, death comes in threes, they say in life, and the Sopranos, death comes in twos, man. Uh, but so far, it's, it's a good show. I, I can't complain too much, man. Yeah. I'm enjoying yeah. it. I feel, yeah, that's a good show, man. Great show. Right. I do have, I do have a theory, though, that Tony is actually like a sociopath or one of those crazy people. Like, he's so much into that, like, mom mentality. That's the reason why he sees a therapist, just so he can understand the other aspect of how people think about him so he can understand how people think about him and he can manipulate people in that way as well, too. I don't know. We're watching episodes late at night. This is what comes to my mind, man. <laughs> I mean, you, you wouldn't be far off. I think, I think it's a fair assessment to say that Tony Soprano is a sociopath. That's fair. I think that'd be a fair assessment. I think it'd also be a pretty fair assessment to say that about almost any mobster, uh, any mob leader. You know what I mean? They, have, they need to have some kind of sociopathic tendencies to them, so... For sure, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Just before we get out of here, should we jump into the hoopty meter? Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's get it. All right, so today for the hoopty meter, we got 98 Prince, who is a rapper out of Portland, Oregon. Uh, he has songs with Jay Critch, Metro Boomin, and Playboy Cardi. Like, I mean, listen, when you get to when you get to the lat level, ladies and gentlemen, he's for real, for real. All right. He's inspired by Drake, Future, and Lil Wayne. He grew up on the East Coast, but now resides on the West Coast. This song is called Low Profile. Let's check it out from 98 Prince. Low profile, bands up, yeah, I like that. Hoes on crowd, back up, I don't like that. Shit gets wild, you don't really understand me. Doing it for a while, gotta get it for the family. Hey, 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 shit, I don't need a plan B. Think I might regret it every time she send an addy. Dropped off all my exes every time they think they had me. When I'm making money, that's the only time I'm happy. See me locked up, yeah they washed up You got no bands, you can't talk bruh Problems if they walk up, taxing that'll cost ya Sign on what's the offer, need more dollars Big bank bro, I know that she noticed She's for the streets, yeah you really can't control her They capping with the heat, I really be with some soldiers Ten toes, feet, stay grounded as a Man, look, like you could tell from the production style, from the 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 flow and, and everything else that he does, the inspiration is right there from the Drake, the future, the Lil Wayne's that he talked about. But on the other side, he also has his own specific sound to him. And I think that's very cool to like find a specific uh, a specific sound for yourself. So 98 Prince, that was super dope. This is lo- that was low profile. Uh, you can go ahead. Actually, no, before we go Nat, what do you think? I was waiting for you to give me my chance, man. I give this guy some praise. Yeah, 
good tune I was jamming all the way through, man. It's really difficult to find like songs where the production is proper and the bars are just as equally good as well, too. Yeah. And I got it with this track, man. Very well done. Listen, I'm in the car for this episode already. So you already know I'm about to play it in the car. Hoopty, Peter. Yeah, yeah. So I don't got the hoopty with me on now, but I'll just play it in this pretend hoopty for now, man. Yeah, play it in but the No, good track for sure. Yeah, no, it's it's a really good track, and I'm sure I'm sure uh, there are other good tracks in his catalog too. I mean, like he's he mentioned it. He's had songs with Playboy Cardi, J. Critch, and Metro Boomin. The man is serious. All right, uh, y'all should go ahead and check him out on Instagram, you know, Twitter, all those places. Ninety eight Prince. That's Prince with a Y though. So P R Y N C E. Ninety eight Prince, and that song was called Low Profile. Do you guys do do the thing you guys usually do? Get those get those numbers up. Go support. Go show that no good podcast. Love love uh and, and you know what nat always says at the end of these things but you know i'm gonna let you finish it off my guy go for it bro go for it <laughs> until next time it's the boys who know good podcast we'll see you soon now i thought you were gonna throw me the and, and then just put and just put your hands your hands back you know just let me let me cock that joint back on him but uh <laughs> just next week won't be in the car or i won't be in the car man so uh, i don't like that you don't really understand me for a while, gotta get it for the family. Hey, 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 shit, I don't need a plan B. Think I might regret it every time she send the Addy. Dropped off all my exes every time they think they had me. When I'm making money, that's the only time I'm happy. It's game day at Raising Cane's. If you want to order like a champ, it's the action off the field you need to focus on. The only play you're running is chicken. So what combo are you picking? Make it a perfect season. We've got tailgates of hand-battered, cooked-to-order chicken fingers and cane sauce and jugs of freshly made tea and lemonade. All available to order online or on our app. This season is about to be unbeatable. Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers, one love. (laughs) 